everybody. Hello. Welcome to the Boss Hi. Bitch Podcast. We're here yes. with the amazing Mary Purdy. Thank you. You may know her as Drawn by Mary on Instagram and other Etsy? social media. Yeah, all, all the yeah. social media. All across all the board. The, yeah. Across the board. Keep it consistent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, Rebecca's still in New York. She's working a job out there. So she's a robot person uh, today. Yeah. Um, it's fun. It's great. <laughs> we can talk about Brooklyn. Yes. Let's do that. <laughs> so Mary, you just, you were saying you moved out to LA a year ago. Yeah. About a year ago, last July. I had been talking about it with my husband for like five years though. Like we want to move to California. Awesome. I'm from here. Oh, are you? So Ooh. I was born in Orange County. I went to college mm -hmm. in LA at Otis. Oh, nice. Oh yeah. yeah. And um, I went, moved to New York because I was sick of LA <laughs> like after college. And then I quickly, well, within like four years, I was like, I hate New York, I don't, <laughs> which is not true. <laughs> I don't hate New York. I love New York, but I didn't want to live there anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really mm -hmm. harsh place. Um, and it kind of broke me a little bit, but, mm -hmm. um, it does that it's fine. So we were talking about it forever. And finally, after we got married, I was like, really like riding his ass. Like we <laughs> are like go. Go yeah. moving, we're saving money and we're going to move. Um, and I kind of like put the pressure on and we came out here for our anniversary, our first anniversary. And mm -hmm. We saw Beyonce in concert. Oh, it was my like, God. Yeah, great anniversary. Yeah. Purpose of our trip. Uh, <laughs> we, we planned to live here by then. That's why I bought the tickets. Uh -huh. And then we didn't. And I was like, well, we're still going. And we're oh, going to yeah. find an apartment. And then we're going to move when our lease is up in July. So that's what happened. It was it was really perfect, actually, even though it was, like, Ooh. stressful. But Did you let the essence of Beyonce fill you up? And you're just like, this is happening now. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah exactly. I'm yeah. like... Beyonce gets what she wants. <laughs> I'm involved yeah. in that. <laughs> so yeah, that's what's gonna happen. That's awesome. Yeah, it worked out. Well, love welcome it. back. Thanks. I love it. I'm so excited yeah. to like be. Yeah. Just feel so laid back. Like the life is just. I mean, there's things I miss about New York, but um, I like living here. Yeah. You know. I lived in New York when I was 19 for nine days. Oh my god. Fuck yeah. <laughs> you could take yes that's great I put um so th this is a total digression but I feel like it's it's at the right headspace mm -hmm. um I was walking down to the subway and I put my hand on the handrail and I put my hand in what no. I realized shortly after was some strangers come oh my oh. god and I was like Bye. Bye. Uh, I'm going back to Indiana. Um, Indiana. Uh, yeah. Big difference. Like, Indiana's difference. world's better than this. Oh my God. Yeah. That's a horrible welcome to it New was, York. It was rough yeah. stuff. Um, but I still love New York City whenever yeah. I go. It's really great. It's great to visit. Totally. Yeah. I could see how living there could be a challenge. It's rough, especially for me. Like as an artist, I was like, I'm going to go to New York and get a design job like my yeah. first week. And I'm going to like become an art director or like what, you know, whatever. And I was like, six months later, I like ran out of money. I wasn't working. Like I didn't work. I just was looking for a job for six months. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. Going through my savings. And I was like, Fuck. okay, so I'm going to work at a grocery store because I need to mm -hmm. like eat and, and have a roof over my head. Um, and I never got like, I never got the job that I like dreamed of going there and like, starting my design career mm -hmm. it was just really yeah. like competitive I thought LA was competitive I just thought there were more jobs in New York <laughs> I knew it, New mm -hmm. York was competitive but I thought that there would just be more opportunities Definitely. and um, it was mm -hmm. harsh I just worked like 
just one like terrible job after another (laughs) so that was rough and I did like continue to like try to you know do things to like better my design for a while Mm -hmm. but um yeah after a while I was like whatever I'm just working retail I hate my life and this is what it is and then you know everything like I don't know if I should go through my whole entire like no yeah career path but yeah absolutely it was pretty much Mm -hmm. like I lost I lost it like I just was like miserable I'm like I suck at design I've been out of the game for so long in New York where everyone's like flourishing around Mm -hmm. me at least that's what it felt like um and I met my husband who is also a designer he's a web designer so like a different level of design but Mm -hmm. still do you have some crossover uh what do you mean like are your mediums ever kind of the same um not they weren't really at first now kind of yeah but um at first it was like I was like wow he's so great and like (laughs) almost made me feel like worse Mm -hmm. like oh this is like just reminding me how much I suck or like how long I've been out of the design like world that I just I didn't even know how to like jump back in um and then I started because I went to school for graphic design like graphic and I hated web design so that wasn't really helpful because I just wanted to like do one very specific thing which was just graphic design without learning how to code or anything just kind of like print design right yeah um and when I met him he was like you could draw really well like why don't you draw and I was like no like you can't make an art like you can't make a career out of fine art you know I mean you you can but it's not it's, it's stupid really hard <laughs> yeah. yeah it's not like the dream to chase um but I started drawing and I started making greeting cards just for fun because it was just something that sounded like lots of fun to me and Mm -hmm. I opened my Etsy store my first Etsy store and that was just kind of like happened so naturally like just someone telling me like you can draw really well you should and you have good ideas you know like no one had really told like my family had told me that but it's like that doesn't you know (laughs) and like you have to tell me that and I feel like being around other creative people you don't realize I, you, you look at other people and you think that they're so great. You don't realize like everyone around you needs that validation too. Even yeah. though you think that, you know, yeah. you, you think they're great. The minute somebody says that to you, it like fills you up and your confidence can suddenly totally. flourish again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that helped a lot. And I, my, my friends were buying my cards and like strangers were buying my cards on Etsy. And it was Yay. so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is great. Like, this is my calling. Wow. Um, and I did like a couple art markets, like Artists and Fleas, which is in. Well, wait, Brooklyn. what is your most popular card to date? Um, like, is there one where it's well, just like. I don't, um, I'm trying to think, because I haven't sold any greeting cards in a while, but mm-hmm. I had one that was like, oh, you know what? Maybe it was, I had one that said WWBD, what would Beyonce do? <laughs> but just, yeah, I didn't say I what would it. Beyonce do, but it said WWBD, and on the inside it said Run This Mother. So that was nice. like obviously popular, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I had, I had like kind of like raunchier ideas that were like, I had one that was, it had like a pattern of like roosters on the front and it said for your birthday. And on the inside it said, may you get all the cock you could ever want. I love <laughs> so that. Was like, that was good for like girls and guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know, absolutely. So like that, that was probably like my best seller. Um, Aww. yeah, it was fun. Like, you know seeing people like receive my cards and like tag me on Instagram and stuff. Yay. Um, but that was such an expensive project. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I wanted to sell my designs to like a greeting card company just as like an easy way to like still do that without having to 
like finance it myself because it, you know, printing and all that was like rough. Um, I'm like, I could make, I could sell them for $8 a card and (laughs) that would be worth it, but no one's going to buy an $8 card. Um, so yeah, I stopped that and I started just drawing, um, like other prints. Like my husband's like, you should, you should, um, do things like people like to buy cards, but they give them away. You should sell something that people are going to want to keep for themselves, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> my husband's like, he calls himself my like biz business development person or whatever. <laughs> um, Wait, did you I, meet your husband at like a shitty job? Like, no, we met like on a... OkCupid. Hey, I met my yeah. husband on OkCupid too. Oh, I know so I many OkCupid couples. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so he, he was, he's like, I'm your biz dev person because all he, he would just give me these ideas. And I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> like I should do that. Cool. Um, but it was helpful because I felt like it was the push I needed. Um, and then I kind of took off like into, you know, came into myself. But yeah, I started selling prints. I opened another Etsy shop like a year later, two years later. Um, and that's what I'm doing now, which is like more like prints. And um, I started just drawing every day and posting it on Instagram, which mm-hmm. is how mm-hmm. I've gotten to where I am now. Because <laughs> I was just kind of drawing for Etsy. Um, mm-hmm. But I did like a hundred day challenge in 2015, I just decided to draw something every day. And that was like really hard because I had a job and a commute mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. I was like staying up till midnight sometimes just to draw something that I didn't hate. Um, but mm-hmm. I got so much better at it by the end. And I was like uh, getting like a lot of attention on social media, which was like cool because then I was getting exposure. And um, yeah, it just kind of like took off. I, people were like asking to buy prints and stuff. So I got... Actually, I got, um, like, my biggest, like, point, like, I guess the, the, my first tipping point was I got included on a Huffington Post, like, gift guide for, like, cool. that would be where I found you when I first started following you. Maybe, yeah. It was, like, um, it was called, like, gifts for people who are all about that gender equality or something. Uh. <laughs> I was, like, yay. I started getting all these orders, and I was, like, what's going on? Like, because I didn't get alerted to the list. I just happened to like click on that because I was like, oh, this is an interesting like link in my Facebook feed. And I was like, I'm on this list. <laughs> I like, saw myself like no one told me. I was just like, I'm, I'm number 12. This is crazy. So then That's the order awesome. started That's to come amazing. in. Yeah. And I was like, like so giddy um, yeah. for the Broad City print, which was like my biggest or my first biggest like drawing to go like kind of not viral, but they reposted it, Broad City, on mm-hmm. Instagram. And that That's was like, amazing. I was like, I'm dead. Just like bury me because <laughs> that <laughs> was all I ever wanted. And now like so much more has happened since then. That was two years ago that I'm like, uh, yeah, I just feel like it's just like growing and growing. I'm getting like so many more like new ideas all the time. And I've grown my shop and uh, yeah, things are just like happening. So so where yeah, where would it. you say you get your inspiration from because you're obviously very feminist very (laughs) pop culture oriented yeah I kind of just I get my inspiration from like literally anything that happens like I try to always be open to like what can I what like how can I make this into like something like a drawing that people will relate to like Anything that happens to me, obviously, mm-hmm. getting mansplained or like getting catcalled mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, some, things like that are just like, that's easy. But sometimes if I'm having like a rough day, I'm like, this sucks. Like, how can I, right now I'm doing a hundred day challenge currently. So I'm also having to draw every day. Um, wow. So I feel like it's almost exhausting, like having to stay inspired, but it's, it's great because it's 
like pushing myself in those ways. It's like, even when I'm having a bad day, I still like have to find inspiration somehow. So mm-hmm. sometimes I just draw like, um, like, you know, about my feelings, like something like that's like a really pretty picture. That's like, I did one that was like balloons and it says, feel how you feel. Um, there's like a bunch of balloons, like in letter shapes. I just thought it was like a nice, mm-hmm. cause balloons are, you know, light, you, you know, you get, you give them to someone as like a get well or whatever, or like celebrating, um, they're positive. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then with the words, so anything that's like, how can I make like combine objects and a thought into something that's like beautiful that people will relate to. It's tough. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, yeah. I, just, I get my inspiration from like inside and, and outside, like talking to people, mm-hmm. seeing things that other people go through. Um, but I just, yeah, I, I, I get it from everywhere and I keep a, a notepad, like a, a list in my notes app, um, which is just like full of like terrible ideas, <laughs> but Love it. sometimes when I don't have anything, I'm like, I mean, I say this every day now cause I'm on day like 75 or something. I'm just like, I don't want to draw today. I'm so sick of this stupid challenge. Like I don't want, I'm so tired of this. I just want my life back, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are when I get the best ideas cause I'll look in my app and I'm like, Oh yeah. Like I had this stupid idea that I can make better, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's really like, I feel like I never stopped thinking about it, but then I come up with a good idea and it's like so rewarding. Absolutely. To put it out there. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it's such a, it's such a workable way. I mean, it's just such a like in process way of being an artist. I feel like so many people like, you know, you're, you're just constantly thinking about your craft and you're like, this is garbage. Yeah. And then you kind of revisit and it's just like, yeah, a, exactly. Your constant process. Yeah, totally. I have a lot of like things that I started that I was like, oh, this is crap. And then I'll, I'll go back mm-hmm. and like a month later and be like, and you know, like, oh yeah, I can actually use this for something else or whatever. I do that all the time. And I reuse my art all the time. I'll like change the colors or like add a different background. Cool. You know, you just, I come up with like better ideas after a while. Like instead of putting like a plain background behind everything, I'll like put something more like relevant, like a pattern. And it's like always like pushing and recycling. <laughs> it's your <laughs> art. You yeah. can do whatever the fuck you yeah. want with it. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Have you ever, I feel like a lot of artists that are making their career off of social media and kind of forging their own way, I've heard a lot of them getting ripped off by, I don't know, like Urban Outfitters. Yeah, Urban Outfitters is a huge one. Yeah, that's happening a lot. And Forever 21 and um, Zara is a big one. Really? Fucking Zara. Yeah. Fuck you, Zara. Exactly. There's a whole, uh, it happened like, I think it was last year. It was like a huge, it like came out and it was like 40 or something artists that were getting ripped off by Zara and they have a, they have a, like they got their attorneys, like they got the whole case against them. And Zara's response was like, well, no one's heard of you, like to the artist, like no one's really heard of you. So like, I don't really see how this mat, like this is relevant. Cause like no one's going to look at it and be like, oh, that's, that's her artwork. Cause we're Zara and we're bigger. That's the <sighs> craziest I mean, shit I've ever wow, heard. Wow. Yeah. Great. And I mean, it was like in, like, monsters. in lawyer speak, but that's like mm-hmm. clearly what they meant. And it was like, so like disgusting. Like, yeah. I hope you fail. Yeah. I, I haven't been. I mean, I don't think, not that I know of, I don't know, but, um, I've seen a few, like, ah, no, I haven't really, I mean, I've, I've, the worst I've gotten, I think is like people reposting without tagging and I'm like, excuse me, (laughs) that's mine, like put my name on it. (laughs) Um, 
And that's like big, if it's like a big account, like I care, you know, like if they have like 20,000 followers, I'm like, can you like give yeah. me credit? Like this has been like 10 me. hours and all these people could have been following me and now they're not gonna because you tagged me 10 hours late. Like that's obnoxious. Yeah, that's really It's not annoying. hard to find the source of, you know, most of yeah. my stuff. Yeah, it's pretty distinct. Yeah. You know? Right. Like, yeah. uh, it's, it's annoying, but it happens. So no one that I know of is making money off of it. So that's fine. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> But it's so, but even like, it's like no one's making money, but like, God, just tag me. You know, like it feels yeah. like with all the freedom it's of so social easy. media. It could follow, what's, someone wanted to buy it. Like, mm-hmm. I, then I feel like I have to go through the comments if people are like, where can I? Because, you know, there's always someone who's like, I want this on everything, you know, and I'm like, hey, it's mine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm the like, artist. It's exhausting. I'm like, why am I putting this labor in? You should just tag me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that's, Absolutely. and then you, I just, yeah, it's so, it's so time consuming being an artist on social media. And like, you just, I don't, do everything to, to like get followers but obviously I want reach you know I want people mm-hmm. to like I want people who like my art to know about me and follow me so absolutely um it can be exhausting yeah. to put the time into it like I miss so much now but that's what it is but we have over 200 followers on our Instagram so <laughs> amazing. not to brag but you're gonna be right? a queen in a couple weeks <laughs> I'm so excited I don't know once her episode comes out it might be 252 we don't know we don't know we're reaching for the stars um yeah. one of your recent posts I don't uh, you obviously will know better than I do um a couple weeks ago was about your uterus mm, yeah Woo. can we talk about your uterus let's talk about it it's one of my favorite topics actually <laughs> it, like scares people away because i'm like yeah i like to talk about this journey yeah of my uterus so yes when i moved <clears throat> to when i moved to california my plan was to have a baby and not work i mean work on my art but like write a children's book or something you know mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. in my free time while i'm like growing a baby um yeah and that didn't happen. I I got I found out I was pregnant, actually for the second time. I had a miscarriage um, in March of 2016. We moved here in July, and I was like trying to get pregnant the whole time in between. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I found out I was pregnant like the day we moved into our apartment in oh LA. God. So I was like, this is like oh. my dreams are coming true. Like everything is, I'm getting so everything I want. Place. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. because the first miscarriage was like, we saw a heartbeat and then, oh God. yeah. Oh God. So we were like, obviously we're like, well, we're in the clear because you see a heartbeat and you're like, everything's great. Um, and then we went back two weeks later and it was, it hadn't grown. It had grown like a week and then it had died. So oh. there was no heartbeat. And they were like, this happens all the time. Like it's so common, like 20% of pregnancies end this way. And we had the fetal tissue tested mm-hmm. um, and everything was normal. Okay. So we're like, okay. So it was just like a freak accident, whatever. Like this happens to everyone. There's no rhyme or reason for it. Um, not everyone, but a lot of people mm-hmm. I found right. out. More, yeah. than, more than is like, you know, clear to everyone, which is like hard because you feel like you're the only one going through it. I'm mm-hmm. like, what's wrong with my body? Like, mm-hmm. people are having babies left and right. And then when it happens, like, everyone starts coming out, and they're like, oh, I had one, too. And, like, some pe- people with, like, four kids, and you're like, uh. Yeah. <laughs> like, who, like, yeah, who knows? Absolutely. So if, I feel like it's such a, it's still such a lonely and taboo topic for so many people, which is absolutely. unfortunate. It's annoying because you can talk about if your grandfather dies or your sister dies, whatever. Someone mm-hmm. dies. Mm-hmm. You can talk about that, and people are, are like, oh, my God, like, I'm here for you, you know, and if you say, like, I was eight weeks pregnant, my baby died, people get really uncomfortable. Yeah. Not everyone, yeah. you know, most people 
are like, oh, like they don't know how to respond. Like, yeah. and they're yeah. so like, you get some of like the grossest, like, well, at least, you know, and it's like, if you ever have to start at least don't like, yeah, that, just done. <laughs> yeah. It's like saying like, just no offense, but thought. it's like, no, 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 at least nothing might like, I wanted a baby and it died. So, yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> so Ugh. many horrible and, and then I get it. Like, that's why people don't want to, sh- not everyone, but a lot of people aren't going to want to share because of that. Like you get one comment, like, well, at least, you know, yeah. And then, then you're like, you wanna... okay, I never want to tell anyone about this again. Cause that was like a knife through the heart to hear someone like dismiss it so mm-hmm. easily. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> I was like, after a while, like pretty open about it because I started to get like, I'm going to talk back to the people who say shitty things. Yeah. And and I don't care. I'm going to, I'm going to share this. I don't care. Well, the way that I look at people like that is if they have the confidence to say that shitty thing, then they should be able mm-hmm. to take whatever exactly. they I have back. to say. Like if you can them. dish yeah. it, you can take it. Absolutely. <laughs> so like, yeah. yeah. I got to the point where I'm like, no, that's not, I wanted it. Okay. Like there's no, yeah. at least like, because when you have a miscarriage for, you know, it was planned even, you know, in some cases it's not, but you just, once you did, like are excited about it, you see the positive test, like, you don't just, like, it's not just, like, losing, like, a teeny, like, gummy bear-sized baby. It's, right. like, you imagine your whole entire future, yeah, and you, you lose that. child. You mourn, like, the, the whole entire future that you've imagined. So it's a big, yeah, yeah. it's, like, a, it's a, I hate, you know, I hate it <laughs> that people are so, like, insensitive, but I've gotten, like, thicker skin about it, so it's fine. Um, anyways, back to my <laughs> whole point. Um, I found out I was pregnant the day we got to LA, which was so exciting. Um, then my husband had to fly back to New York to wrap some things up with his, um, job that he was leaving. And I like, like a couple days later when he was gone, I, I got my period, which was, oh. they call it a chemical pregnancy because it's never clinically like established. Like you don't go to a doctor. They didn't like prove it. I don't, I don't like that. Not prove it, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Like, no doctor has like said like you're pregnant. So they kind of are just like. Um, call it like spontaneous abortion, which is such a harsh oh, thing, God. but it's basically like your body's like, you know, done with it, but you know, you're pregnant. So it's, it was rough, but it was, it was easy physically because I didn't have to like go through like any awful procedures or anything. Right. Um, and then the very next cycle <laughs> I got pregnant again and I'm like, okay, this is it. Like, this is the one that's like third time's a charm. Like everything's going to be fine. I had a doctor monitoring me closely, like doing all my blood work and giving me like extra hormones, like helping me out, <clears throat> telling me what to take. And then we went and saw the heartbeat at six weeks again. It was really slow. And the doctor was such a nightmare because she was like, it's pretty God. slow. And I'm like, why? <laughs> I have it like, I was like, what harm would it be to just be like, there's a heartbeat. Let's check it next week. Yeah. You know, like what harm? Because yeah. I cried for a week. I was like, it's gone. Like, it's over. I was so stressed out. My husband's like, you need to chill. Everything's going to be fine. And I'm like, uh, no, it's not. <laughs> like, she just basically put the fear in me. Absolutely. And you have to live with that for seven days. Like, that's, that's an eternity. <laughs> and I'm like, I hate yeah. you. Why? Like, why are you? Why would, uh, you know, just and basically. For, for a doctor that works with pregnant women, you would think that you would think. the bedside manner would be a little bit better. Yeah. Than exactly. That. I'm like, this can't be your first. Like, why would you? I've had two miscarriages. Why would you like make me feel like this yeah. on purpose? Yeah. 
because I can't see that the heart beats slow. I would never know. You could just like get my hopes up because yeah. I'm not going to be any more or less disappointed in the end. Absolutely. Like just let me feel relaxed yeah, for a week. Yeah, she's not tempering your sadness. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like stressed out for a week. We went back and it was it was over. And then I'm so sorry. It's like I mean it's okay. It's uh I'm glad that we're where we are now. Um but it was almost like like I'm used to this. <laughs> and this is a horrible thing to get used to. And then um, our insurance changed like the next day. So I, I had to be pregnant for like two weeks while I waited to see a new doctor with our new insurance. And I went to the new clinic and I was like, I'm pregnant. I'm having a miscarriage. Can you just like take care of me like now? Because <laughs> I already yeah. know, you know, and they're like, well, you didn't come to us. So let's wait till you're eight weeks. And then what? No. Yeah. And I was like, no, no, no. You know, because I think no. I was like seven. They're like, come back next week. And I'm like, I need you to take care of me right now. <laughs> and um, yeah. I had to wait a couple days. Um, and it's awful because I had symptoms. So I was like nauseous and miserable oh, and God. not with no like positive outcome to it. And I was just like, yeah. this suck. Like, like, and I just kept thinking like, if I walked in and I was like, I want an abortion, like, would you make me wait? Like, just right. give me the pills. Yeah. Like, I just wanted this out of my body. Yeah. It was yeah. like a horrifying experience. And then I, I, the doctor wanted me to have like so many ultrasounds at like so many different places. And I was like, I don't understand this. And I like broke down in the, and I was like, look, I don't care what you find. I just want this. I, give me the pills. You know, mm -hmm. my husband, he's like, tries to like call me, but I'm like, this isn't happening to you. <laughs> so I yeah. mean, it is, but not yeah. like, physically. Not even. Like, yeah. Close. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like a total loose cannon in the doctor's office. Like ready for them to kick me out because I was like freaking out on the doctor um but he finally was like okay here's the prescription you just you know do this and that whatever um so I got my way but it was horrible so I had to I had to have that one at home <laughs> which was like not yeah. fun at all god damn it yeah yeah um, but I was nervous because the first time I had a procedure I had a DNC which they go in and like take everything out with like tools mm -hmm. um and that can be like they can you know leave scar tissue and then it can affect future fertility which is like the last thing I obviously wanted um so I was like let me like try to go the easy way so I I went home I took the pills and like I bled all night and like it was like was like <laughs> in the bathroom with yeah. Netflix just like bleeding oh, <laughs> in my life yeah I'm like I just you know I'm getting everything I want <laughs> like I'm in my LA apartment yeah. like bleeding out in my toilet uh. um but um, sorry for the graphic. Oh, no. <laughs> no. no. This is what women go through. So it's, this is the real <laughs> shit, everybody. Yeah. Listen up. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's not taken lightly. Um, so finally, I was just like, you know, I need I need answer. Like, I'm not getting. And I went back and the doctor's like, OK, the pills worked. Everything looks great. You can keep trying. And I was like, are you crazy? Like, if I go through yeah. this again, I'm going to, like, jump off a bridge. I yeah. can't yeah. have this happen again. Like, clearly something's wrong, and no one's – because this timeline was the same. Yeah. With the exception of the second pregnancy, which was, like, spontaneous. Um, the others, they all had the same exact timeline. There was, like, a heartbeat at six weeks, and then seven weeks it was gone. So I'm like, something is there. Like, mm -hmm. clearly, like, investigate yeah. that. And what I learned is, as a woman, you have to advocate for yourself because yes. even though you think your doctors are, like – the professionals like sometimes I think they just try to put you in the majority like well most women you know that's just it and it's like well 
I don't care. Like, investigate this. Like, maybe I'm not most... Like, there's always an exception to every rule. Most so, women like, is not all women. Yeah, and exactly. So yeah. many bodies are so vastly different. Yeah, and, yeah. like, what is the harm in looking? Like, just look for something else. So, um, yeah. we actually took a couple months off of just, like, let's not think about this for a while. Let's just, like, live our lives and, like, just relax. Um, and then I went back around the holidays, and I went... Um, to a special like fertility doctor and she's like the most amazing person. I'm so glad I found her because she was like, okay, people who have recurrent pregnancy loss, it's because of like this reason, X, Y, or Z. So we're going to investigate all of them. And like the rule, the first one, I was like chromosomal, like abnormalities with the parents, which we didn't have. And like, mm -hmm. um, the other one, I think one of them, I don't even remember what the third one was. I think it might've just been like unexplained, but the second one was, um, uterine septum, which means like, mm -hmm. When you're a baby, like when you're a fetus. No, I have this. Oh, I have a really? Uterus. Shut yeah. up. Oh, my God. That's so Fucking... crazy. This is why it's important yeah. to talk about oh our uterus. Oh, my God. You guys. That's so exciting. <laughs> yeah. So exciting. No, I had, like... and I had to, I have a whole fucking story because I didn't know what was happening with Oh, my, my God. Um, I had no idea. To... I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I meet someone like, we're in, like, yeah, we're in the same club. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. That's No, you continue and then I'll, I'll, okay. Yeah. So. So she did like, they had to do like a saline ultrasound. Um, yeah, basically when you're in your, you know, when you're a fetus, your uterus is like two tubes that's formed mm -hmm. together. And then the middle part, the middle tissue, like is supposed to like dissolve. And then you have an open cavity. And if it doesn't dissolve all the way, you have all this tissue in the middle, um, mm -hmm. your, which is a septum. And from what I learned is that if the embryo implants to the septum tissue, it has a limited blood supply. So then the you know, the baby can have blood supply for a little bit, like up to seven weeks in my case, and then it runs out. Um, so m the septum, I think in probably everyone's case is always in the center. So it's like, that's heart. like prime implantation. An adorable territory. heart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And it's like prime, like where it's like, you know, when the embryo is like coming out of the tube, like that's where it's going to land first. Mm -hmm. Obviously there's like a wall. So it's always going to mm -hmm. implant in the septum. And I, I know people who've had babies with it and I'm like, how? Yeah. <laughs> how? Yeah. Like, um, but when, after we found out about it, while we were doing the testing, my doctor's like, you can keep trying. It's like no harm, whatever. Cause you know, we're ruling all these things out. This is great so far. So we, we still are trying, we have the, the saline ultrasound, which shows a little bit of a hint, but like not for sure. So then she sends us to get, a, she sends me to get a pelvic MRI and that that's shows what it. I got. Yeah. yeah. So that shows it. Yeah. Like two weeks after I found out I was pregnant. Oh no. Damn. And she's like, she diagnosed us like that day. She's like, okay, so you have a pretty big septum. So we're going to operate. So they, yeah. they schedule it for Valentine's day, which I was like, this is the most romantic. <laughs> oh my God. Ever. <laughs> You're making your heart shaped uterus. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, <laughs> we're cutting, we're like cutting my heart shaped uterus out. And, mm -hmm. um, on, I found out on January 1st, and I was like, well, maybe this is a sign, like new year, like, you know, baby, I don't know, whatever. I was trying to be positive about it. And, mm -hmm. um, the same exact thing. Like we had a strong heartbeat at six weeks and then in seven weeks it was gone. I was so hopeful for it because I just thought like, this is so cruel yeah. <laughs> that it has yeah. to be different. Like this is just too mean of a reality that it just has to <sighs> be different. It doesn't time. make any sense. Yeah. So that, I mean, that sucked, obviously, and I rescheduled the surgery. I had it in May instead of February, which is harsh because I'm not, I mean, I'm young, but I'm not as far as, like, doctors in fertility. I'm mm -hmm. 34, so 
like, mm-hmm. you know, they're like, don't wait. And I'm like, uh, I'm not trying to wait, but like all this crap yeah. is happening with my body. So like, let's get the show on the road. Um, so I had the surgery and now I'm like in the recovery period. I'm like on estrogen. Mm. Um, how was the surgery? It was, it was quick. weird. <laughs> it was pretty quick. Um, uh-huh. my surgeon is like, I mean, according to him, he's like the best in the country, like teaches all over the country, like about this surgery. So I felt very like confident in him. And he was like the nicest guy. They mm-hmm. let my husband be in the room, which I was so excited about. Cause I was yeah. like, yeah, you're going to witness yeah. <laughs> like, what, cause he never got to really be in the room for anything else. Um, and they had it like projected on a TV screen, which was so weird, what? but I was like, oh. cool. Like, you so know, could you watch too? I could watch, but I had a glare from the light, which I was, I wanted to be like, can you guys turn off the lights? <laughs> yeah. watch, or, like maybe the light should be on if he's like, you know, cutting inside, my, your body. inside my body. Yeah. Maybe he should yeah. have some light. Shaving it down. Um, my husband got like full view though. And I was like, he warned me about everything. The doctor was like, okay, so this is what you're going to experience. Like your heart's going to start beating really fast because of the adrenaline in the, um, what you call it? the paint? I don't know the numbing stuff. Like he puts like numbing cream on it, so my heart's like beating really fast. And then your body's gonna start to shake like kind of uncontrollably. And I'm like, well, this is fun, like all these things. But he was cutting away, and I could feel it. It it didn't hurt. I just could feel it. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Like, yeah, I could feel like the sensation, and I was like, if, I mean, it felt like cramps with like, you know, it just felt like someone was in there like cutting, but not. It didn't hurt really. Just as bad as like bad cramps hurt. Um, and I started to get like a burning taste in my mouth and I freaked out cause, cause during my first DNC, my doctor was like, if you get a funny taste in your mouth, let us know. That's a really bad sign. Oh God. So, uh. so like, I'm like four surgeries later. I'm like, so, um, like what? And I look at my husband cause I'm starting to have like an internal like panic attack. I don't want to alarm anyone in the room, but like. I look at him and he's just staring at the screen. Like he's watching like the greatest action movie ever. And I'm like, hello, look at your yeah. wife. Like stop looking at my uterus being cut open. Like I'm ha- like, you know, something's going on inside my mouth, you know? And then like not even two seconds later, the doctor's like, oh yeah, by the way, you might get a weird taste in your mouth. Oh, <laughs> that's me. That's and I'm like, oh. I would have liked to know that like 45 seconds ago before I had a, you know, Heart like attack. full on. Yeah. Like, so yeah, that, and then it was fine. I mean, it was pretty quick. Um, it was actually like the easiest recovery. Like I had, I've had two DNCs and I had more pain and bleeding after that than I did with this surgery. Um, so that was great. Like I even was like, how long do I need to take off work? Like, I'm, I'm so excited. I get to like take days off work and they're like, Oh, you can go back the same day. No, <laughs> like, Screw you. no. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> Why would I do that? That's like, <laughs> you're like, put a nice... lie to me. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, <laughs> even if I can, like, I'm not gonna. Yeah. Yeah. Like I plan on weekend? milking, I'm milking like several meals out of my husband and oh, like for sure. Netflix like, all to myself. You're yeah. gonna have to have my yeah. feet up and not yeah. move from the couch for at least a week. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Only nachos. Yeah. Doctor's exactly. orders. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like write it on a prescription pad. Um Yeah, so it was easy recovery. I had to, like, I was on hormones before the surgery, which sucked because it was basically like PMS for four weeks straight. God damn. And I'm, I'm like, I have the worst PMS. So to have, I felt like it was like just magnified PMS symptoms. And I'm just like, I'm going to murder you like to pretty much everyone who like walked in my path. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I've been taking estrogen. I only have like four days left. Um, it hasn't been as bad. I just feel a little puffy all the time. 
And then um, we go for our follow-up in July, and I'm hoping we'll get the green light. So Yay. Yeah, it's exciting. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Awesome. Yeah. And we've been having to use condoms, which oh, is like... Oh, what a bummer. I'm like, this sucks. Like, I don't yeah, want to do anything. Like, <laughs> like, just for fun. We're married. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. But, but we saw what happened when we, like, were, like, a little... Just a little bit, like free about it and we got pregnant by accident so I'm like get away from me with that thing <laughs> like and so yeah. the green light but anyways I want to hear your story oh I mean it's not I mean I have I have never actively tried to get pregnant uh-huh. which is a much more heartbreaking like it's just the stress around that and not knowing but certainly uh like I got pregnant and had an abortion about five years ago okay and uh the con- there was a complication with the abortion and another like very strange thing was that I went to a psychic even before this and she's like, you're going to have like uterus problems, which is like very weird side note. Whoa. But I was like, sure, sure, sure. Um, <laughs> oh my God. That's, uh, that's thanks. Insane, uh, yeah. But when will I meet the love of my life? Um, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, fine. Bloody uterus, whatever. Um, but I didn't really, cause I was like in my mid twenties and like, didn't really give a shit. But, uh, but then I got pregnant and I got an abortion and they had to do the procedure again cause they didn't get all the tissue out. Oh, what a nightmare. And they're like, it's really weird. They're like, you're so early. Like I'd found out so early in the pregnancy that this, and they were like, this is gonna be a piece of cake. No mm-hmm. big deal. Um, but it wasn't, it was like the second, like other procedure. And it was just like, holy shit. And they're like, all right, well, we're going to give you an IUD now. And I was like, great. Love it. 10 years. Perfect. Um, so they gave me an IUD and it was fine until, yeah, like last year when it got embedded in the septate part. Oh my God. And I was bleeding, I was like bleeding for like three months. I was like, this is not normal. Oh no. Uh Uh-huh. And it was painful. And I was like, something is like way off. So they did the MRI and they did all this stuff. Um, and they, yeah, they were like, you have this septate. And they explained to me, you know, when you were young and all of that stuff. And I have like a little MRI thing. Um, but it was just like, and I was in New York at that point, this time last year, uh, yeah, about this time last year. And they were like, we hope that we can get it out. If we can't, we're going to have to operate. Thankfully they got it out. But like, they were like, when you want to get pregnant, you're going to have to take care of this right. and make sure because we, you know, this is the complication that happened with your abortion. We're sure of it. Like, we're like, we're very sure that like IUD is not a good idea for you right now. Like mm-hmm. we don't want to get embedded or anything like that. And it's kind of like, they were like, it's a small, like, septate uterus. Oh, yeah, it's not. That. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, small enough to kill for right? my baby. Right, to ruin my yeah. life. Right, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, but it's so interesting that you say that and you got the surgery and because it's just something yeah. that I, like, it's, we, we have to advocate for ourselves because I would have not known, you know, like, how would I have known unless I would have, like, gone to these doctors and pursued these things and kind of given them the information that they needed um, in order to, like, get you know the mri and even the imaging too they were like no big deal you know like they're they always downplay it yeah right Um, well the thing about being a woman and the female anatomy is it's so complicated Mm -hmm. that the things that we're taught our entire lives like you have 28 day cycles and you ovulate on day 14 yeah it's so wrong that's not i know it's not how women's bodies work right but it's almost like whatever industry is too lazy to I mean, we're not taught about our bodies and no, no the fact that we didn't pill. find out exactly. about these things, yeah. these things that mean life or death to the life that we are carrying inside of us right. is insane. And like, it kind of gives me peace of mind. Cause it's like, Oh, I, if I would have, 
you know, like I'm glad I had the abortion because it's like I don't think the baby. Like, yeah, you, I don't know. Would, yeah, you found out about it. Well, yeah, I guess you didn't until you had your IUD, but still, I mean, but like the idea that it's like I didn't, you know, like it's without the surgery, it would have been like the very same hard outcome. That, yeah, like that, I just, yeah, I guess I don't know. Like yeah. I think I, I don't know if it gives you, it's like very morbid, but I just think about like what would have happened had I wanted to keep the baby. Yeah, um, and how, yeah, and just we need, I don't know. It's it's crazy that we find out about these things, these crucial things about our body, so late. Mm-hmm. in our lives totally i know and i'm like after I, f- I mean if someone has one miscarriage i feel like they should explore that definitely <laughs> because yeah it's i mean obviously it's like the worst thing and i remember after my first one like i thought mm-hmm. if i ever had to go through this again i would uh, rather die it's so hard it's yeah. like the most painful thing and then i did and i was like what the f- like, oh god <laughs> what and then it, again and again and i'm like I can't, I mean, I, I found out like, I'm like really strong and like, I can handle a lot, but I shouldn't yeah. have to, No, <laughs> I shouldn't have to like, no. I didn't have to do that. Like they could have explored, like, just give me it. I have insurance. Just give That's me a freaking like test, yeah. like test it. I don't yeah. get it. I have insurance. Like, yeah, I don't understand. They're always like, well, you have to have three. It's like, okay. Like it's, well, who it's, made it's that like rule? such a mean, right. Yeah. It's such a mean thing because it's like. Like, you're just basically, like, go, like, talk to me after three miscarriages. It's like, well, like, you're, like, I feel like you're, like, telling me I'm going to have three miscarriages, yeah. you know? And, and that's what happens a lot of the time. Like, almost every time. Yeah. So, like, why do that to me? Why not just, like, investigate? Like, I don't get it. Like, you have nothing to lose. Like, do your job. Yeah. You know? You're like, going to get a doctor. You're going to get the money. You have a patient who's going through a shit show yeah don't you want to help them not be going through that right now? exactly don't you want to be the hero yeah who, like finds the mystery like uterine anomaly and, isn't like, that why you're a day? doctor and if you can, if you don't want to do it that's fine just refer me to someone else yeah because then i'll go see someone who is willing to do it like it's not it you know i don't we don't ask for much mm-hmm. like just like find out what's wrong with my body yeah. like it's it's annoying um yeah and i was annoyed that you know, I just always thought like, this is just bad luck. Cause that's what they tell you too. Like, you know, usually it's just like a stroke of bad luck. So we, we did wait like, so like three months between the third miscarriage and then exploring like the tests and stuff. And like, mm-hmm. I know it's like, I don't, I try not to dwell on it, but I'm like, if we had just, just started exploring it right away, like I could be like three months pregnant right now, right. you know, like I could, or like yeah. that baby from January, like I could still be pregnant. So it sucks because then they just keep telling you like, don't, you know, don't wait. You're in your thirties, you know, it's like, it's like, Oh yeah. That's not helpful. <laughs> like, it's not really helpful. Thank and you. And also people who are like, um, cause this just made me think of it. It's slightly off topic, but the way people, I try to be open about for one thing, miscarriages, but also just fertility in general, because mm-hmm. of what you were saying, we're taught that everyone has a 28 day cycle and we ovulate on day 14. And mm-hmm. it's not the case. Like read a, you know, there's, that book, um, taking charge of your fertility. I am on page 150. Oh my God. Right. I'm so glad it's so helpful. Like it's incredible. I'm like, if I have daughters, I'm going to, they're going to read it because we're just handed a birth control pill. And I took the pill for 13 years. Like I didn't, I didn't have to do that to my body. I could have, you know, learned this much earlier and taken into my own hands. So Mm -hmm. I hate that, but um, I want to read that. For, you yeah, should. you should definitely read it. Every um, I feel yeah. like every woman, every woman should, should yeah. read that book. Totally. Regardless of where you are in your life. Yeah. Just 
if you want knowledge of your body prevents pregnancy or get pregnant like it works both ways it's yes. incredible and um being open about like knowledge about fertility and then people who are like oh just don't stress about it like just like stress is so bad if when you're trying to get pregnant i just want to like punch them in the face when they say yeah. that it's always a man yes <laughs> like yeah. almost always i'm like oh really tell me about how when stress you're trying affects to get my fertility it's like and it drives me crazy because even women say it and i'm like okay hold up i have to because when you do that you blame the the person you're, yes. you're victim blaming like oh i had a miscarriage because mm-hmm. i was stressed out thanks a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> or like i can't get pregnant because because i'm stressed out like that's mm-hmm. not like it's you're just putting blame on me like it's one more thing that i have to beat myself up about mm-hmm. like i already can't get pregnant um or i'm losing babies you know but now you're telling me it's my fault yeah <laughs> and it's like yeah. it, that's not true stress doesn't cause miscarriage and it doesn't cause infertility it's like I just want every woman to know that because it's so easy to like take that on Mm -hmm. and like it's like another burden um, when you're already like you know trying to like figure out your body's journey and absolutely it's not for the faint of heart being a woman that is for goddamn sure no No, I wish I would have picked the other gender (laughs) yeah chromosomes like what the fuck Um, not all men guys right right right. important (laughs) Um, so you're now in LA. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. going to have a baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, Yay. <laughs> where would you like to see our world and yourself in it in like 10 years? Gosh, 10 years. So hopefully I'll have a, a nine year old. Um, I mean, I really hope that we can get through this political climate without like destroying the world and destroying the people in it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I, it's so hard and exhausting to like, just like live in this, the way things are going. Um, I have hope that it will turn out okay, maybe in 2018. Um, Mm -hmm. but I, I do a lot. I tried, you know, since the election, I've been doing a lot of art focused on, some political, especially with like women's rights and things like that. Um, yeah. So that's one thing that I've sort of zeroed in on and I'm happy I, and I've gotten positive feedback and it's, it's really helped. So I, I definitely see myself like continuing to do that, but I've always thought about um, as an illustrator of how I can apply it, like my skills to what I also want to be, which is a mom. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, I totally see myself, like writing and illustrating children's books. I don't know what else, like what theme or what else it would be about, but I totally see that happening. I'm excited um, as like a future project to think about. Um, That's so cool. And I did, yeah. I did a couple posters for the Women's March that were, they weren't picked for like the March March, but they were selected for um, a show that's like exhibiting around the country by the cool. the the charity that, did like the poster design for the women's march so um that's like really encouraging that like okay i can use my voice to spread a message um you know politically gently yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and so that's another you know kind of like another direction i can see myself going i don't like to get too i don't think i'm that good of an activist but i just if i can use my art to to make someone like like oh I like I feel so strongly about this you know mm-hmm. then 
yeah. I feel okay about what I've done. So, um, and I mean, we can always do more, but you know, um, as an artist and, you know, trying to keep my stress down <laughs> so I can get pregnant, oh, <laughs> I feel like I'm doing, I'm doing what I can. Um, but yeah, I just, I really just want to keep creating art and art that like makes people like feel something like connect with me as a, you know, women like connecting with other women is like the greatest feeling in the world when they're like oh my god especially since I posted about my uterus <laughs> as mm -hmm. an art project um I've gotten a lot of people following me who are like I have this too and like they're like yay. posting all about their journey and I'm like yay I'm gonna follow your journey <laughs> like, yeah. let's all have babies together yeah. <laughs> um so that's like cool I just feel like I'm like I just want to continue to do that, like create like my, you know, tribe of women who are like-minded and like going through the same things as me and feeling the same things as me. Um, and just like pop out a bunch of baby feminists. Yes. <laughs> Yay, <laughs> Have a bunch of them for us. Yes, yeah. please. As many as I can. <laughs> my husband's like, let's just start with one. And I was like, I did not have four miscarriages to only have one baby. I was like, <laughs> just beat my uterus to a pulp until the, we're done having babies because like I'm taking advantage of this. Now yeah, that I'm having like, a whole a acapella group. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. I also love how you have the capability with your art to turn like your heartache, especially the uterus piece, which is new uterus who it is. Yeah. <laughs> like mm -hmm. it's you went through so much shit and you still found a way to be funny about it. Yes. Which I feel yeah. like has to speak to so many women across the board, you know, like yeah. you make it accessible I feel like having more artists and more people talking about like women's issues and mm -hmm. what they're going through, it just makes everybody feel empowered because it's less lonely, you yeah. know? Well, that's, thank you. That's like the goal pretty much. And I think it's important to have, a, I mean, I, I do have a sense of humor. Um, and actually I get a lot of inspiration from pop culture. I probably failed to mention that, but it's like a huge source of inspiration. <laughs> um, but that's like kind of like, so combining like that, for instance, with that, I think it was a meme, like new phone who dis or yeah. whatever, you know? So it's kind of yeah. like, how can I like take things from pop culture, from memes and from television and stuff and yeah. combine them with my personal tragedies <laughs> or like whatever I'm going through um, to, to make it humorous because I mean, that's what people, and you know, it's weird because I don't want to sound like, um, I don't really care if people like unfollow me or whatever, if I'm too personal, but sometimes it's like when people post too much like somber stuff, it's mm -hmm. like, okay. Like, I don't, you know, yeah. like, this is yeah, we're just like, you know? oh, God, so this I is like yeah. the world. Right. So I'm like, let's just like keep it light and um, still serious. But it's nice to it's nice to like be able to laugh about it because you can't I mean, I can't change it, you know, so we yeah. might as well just like make a joke out of it because it'll be a story we tell for a long time. <laughs> so yeah, well, it's a surviving and coping mechanism, I think. Yeah, that is for so sure. much stronger than we give it credit for. Well, what is the saying? Comedy is. Comedy is like sadness plus tragedy plus time. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's it. That's so true. Yeah. So true. So do you, if you could talk to any well, like young girls or like thinking about your own kid, mm -hmm. um, what advice would you give them about art, about being a woman, about living this life that we're living? Oh, like where do I start? <laughs> I know. I mean, and this, God. I mean, now I just feel like I felt feel like I felt so different a year ago. I can't believe how much has happened in the last year. Like mm -hmm. I probably wouldn't think anything of this question a year ago, but now it's mm -hmm. like 
it's so important to teach people to like I don't it's so cliche but like like really like follow your passions um whether that be like what you want to do in your career or in your life and and love yourself um like another cliche but I don't care because it's so hard like when you grow up as a woman it's really hard like I know like you see so much like self-hate and self-loathing mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. like I definitely want to have a more you know loving like loving future um and fighting (laughs) like you know I want to teach like I would tell young girls to like I don't know follow your passion and and fight for what you believe in and like learn you know think for yourself for one thing um god I don't know this question is really hard (laughs) I mean it's so like I just I don't even know where to start like I think you know educate yourself, read a lot of books, um, especially, you know, talk to people who don't look like you, um, you know, learn from other, like get out of, I guess, get out of your bubble for sure. Like, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's such a, there's so many answers. It's, you know, I just like, I want to raise like a, a strong, like future generation. And I think that that's where we're headed. Mm -hmm. I think the kids are being taught well so far. Um, at least the ones that I've seen on the memes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, I mean, I just want like the future generations to be like fighters, but you know, the loving kind, not the hateful kind, um, and, and educated and smart and brave. Um, and I want, I want them to always, you know, embrace other cultures and, embrace art and creative, you know, passions, things like that. Um, and I think we'll be okay. You know, I think so too. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like the next generation that's being raised and that will be raising babies will be better off with them. Yeah. Yeah. After everything that we're like going through now, I feel like, yeah, it's like things are going to be more like, more conversations happening, more important mm-hmm. conversations happening. Um, especially now that it's 2017 and we've seen how like gross and like how far we haven't come mm-hmm. <laughs> as a yeah. country, um, that it's going to be that much more important to talk about those issues in the future so that we don't just stay, you know, in yeah. the, in the forties or whatever that we actually move forward and progress. Um, but time will tell. Yeah. Yay. (laughs) Hopeful. (laughs) Well, Mary, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. This was a blast. Oh, good. Everybody follow drawn by Mary on all platforms of social media. And it's so fun. Buy a print. You'll want them all. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks. Collect them all. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks for listening. And next week we'll have another lost boss bitch for your ear holes. (laughs) Woohoo! Bye. 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 Bye.